Hey, g'day everyone, Leon here from Bodyball Leon for another episode, for another episode, another podcast today. So I um, hope you all have had a fantastic day. I have, thank you very much. Not that anyone asked me, but I'll, but I'll answer it anyway. I had a fantastic day. So some nice little waves around, so that makes me happy. I've got a leg session in, a uh, little bit of time with the family, a uh, bit of work, the, the usual, that's a pretty much a usual day for me. And today I'd like to talk about all things competition prep, um, and, and competition prep, but also anyone, anyone trying to go into some sort of challenge, 12-week challenge, 16-week challenge. I'm, I've never been a challenge fan, to be very honest, but each to their own, it's, there's nothing against them. Um, I just like to look at the bigger picture for, for people, that's all. Um, well, you know, some people can say a, a contest prep is is somewhat a bit of a, a challenge because you would do have a timeline on it but um but the conditioning extend expected on that uh, depends on the division you do if it's bodybuilding figure physique etc the standard is is at a is at a level these days where it's where it's never gone before and the, and the standard the standard out there is is next level the condition required um it's always going to have a it's always going to have a take a toll on the on the individual for sure it doesn't matter how good your setup is there's always going to be a, a backlash at the end. There's going to be issues, uh, you know, for, for males, females, hormonal issues, um, adrenal issues. I'm not talking adrenal fatigue because that opens a can of worms because a lot of people want to want to discuss it doesn't exist. It does exist. I'm not here to talk about that. All I'm going to say is, um, definitely you can you can feel super super low post comp um, post comp blues. You can somewhat feel like you're in a depressed state because that immediate goal's over. They're just a couple of couple of examples that that I've witnessed over the years personally and through clients and that as well. So it's very important post-show that you stay in, in, in close contact with your coach if you do have one. Uh, I strongly advise that. I strongly advise people also if you are if you do have a coach and you've gone in and done a contest prep and, and the day after the prep you decide to run solo, I strongly am against that. Um, look, I've had clients over the years that have done the same just because finance reasons, but, um, but I strongly advise um, that you spend at least a month with your coach um, post-comp or if you're going solo, make sure you've done your research, you understand the process of coming out of the show, increasing calories um, at a rate that suits you, that suits your lifestyle, whether it's slow, whether it's going back to maintenance, there's, a, there's several different ways to do it, but again, it's up to the individual. Um, some people like to slow, some people like to hold their condition for a while and they're very disciplined and they can do that. Some people like to get straight back to maintenance and just get straight back to a normal life. And in that case, in sometimes you actually can feel better a lot quicker. So in the bigger picture, sometimes, you know, you, you may put on 10 kilo or something for a bodybuilder in a space of a month or so. Um, that might sound outrageous, but it's actually not when the body is so lean and, and you might put that on a month. But if you're in reverse slowly, within six months, you're probably gonna put that 10 kilo back on anyway, either way. So, but again, that, we'll get to, we'll, we'll touch on that, that, that topic a little bit later on. Um, but the, but the biggest key, the biggest key is the, is the off-season setup. I'm just gonna hear that. That's uh, that's my can of solo, solo, just so I can slam it down fast. <laughs> Pretty funny, huh? We've got these zero sugar solo, solo cans. Just trying to get away from the uh, from the Pepsi Max, get away from the caffeine, because I'm super, super sensitive to caffeine, so I've gone down the solo route. But anyway, it's a little bit of detour from the topic there, but um, anyway. Little plug for solo. There we go. Um, now, now the off season, the off season is your key. I always say have a saying that shows are one in the off season. Now, what I mean by that, what I mean by that is having the setup, having sufficient amount of calories, having your life in check, having your personal life in check, having your training in check. You you, you don't have a whole heap of hindering injuries that's going to take you into prep. 
because you want to make sure that you've had a sufficient off-season that you can build a good base foundation to actually start ripping back from. Because the, the competition, again, these days, you know, years, years ago, go back, you know, when I started seven years ago, you jump on stage for fun and, you know, you want to do well and you want to win. We're all competitors. We all want to win. But there was a, it was a lot more common back then that people would do it for the experience. And some people should, still do. But I think every single person, I think if they think they're going on stage and they're going to die for 20, 30 weeks just for the experience, I think they're kidding themselves because every human being has that inner fight inside them and they want to, um, and everyone wants to do well and everyone wants to win. And the fact of the matter is everyone can't win because let's say you go on stage with 10, 10 people, 10 competitors, well, the odds are one to 10 of winning. That's pretty low odds technically, isn't it? So not everyone's going to win, so not everyone's going to be happy. But if you, if you give yourself the best off season and the best setup possible, the, the outcome obviously then is the rest of it's out of your hands. That then goes into the judge's hands. But if you if you can honestly say, put your hand on your heart and say, I did everything right in the off season, my, comp- my, prep, my prep was fine, I, I did everything, I, I tracked my food, I hit my numbers, I didn't cheat, my training was on point, I did the best I can with the resources available. Well, that's there's not too much you can do than that. If you get beaten, you get beaten. You get beaten by a better athlete, or you tip your hat and you congratulate that athlete. And, I, and I'm really and I'm really big on that. I don't like sourness post show. I don't like people complaining about you know the judges. Oh, what are they looking for? It's the worst saying. You know, I can't stand that. I'm, I'm just I'm, I'm on a big roll of debunking that saying when when clients say it, and everyone says it. Everyone said oh, I've said it. I'm not gonna deny that. You know what I mean? Back back in back in you know years ago and whatnot. But I it's the worst saying. Someone walks off stage and they need to get the decision, and they say, well, what are they looking for? Well. At the end of the day, there's X amount of athletes in front of the judges, and the judges pick who they think looks the best in that specific lineup. Period. End of story. And and when you're a competitor or when you're dieting, your perception of what you perceive is different to what I would see in the crowd or what the judges see. So your client might walk off and go, "Gee, oh, what are they looking for?" You know, I was I was lean, I was this, I was that, and, and I would be honest and say, "Hey, man, but hey, look, from my position looking in." Um, you know, you might have thought that girl might have looked this or that or soft, but she actually looked quite good when she posed. Um, and she looked apart, so she looked better. And the story, it's, it is what it is. We're, we're going into a sport that requires judging, guys. We're going into a sport that requires judging. You are going, we are putting ourselves on there, on, on the stage to be judged. If we don't like to be judged, look guys, we, we, better, we, we, we might as well go back to team sport because the sport's not for us. It's a hard sport, it's a tough sport. We're gonna get decisions we are not gonna like at times, but you've gotta get on with it and you need to accept and respect the judges. And and, and, and the rubbish you see when people want to critic, you know, associations and federations and, you know, judging and, and, and the way shows are run. You know, I think everyone should just be grateful and be just be more appreciative for the sheer fact that, for the sheer fact that you've got the privilege of competing. And, and if, you ever, if you ever get, you know, get your nose out of joint, go, go, go into the children's hospital and go and have a look at the little kids that are three, four years old, if that, that'll probably never be able to train. They'll probably never be able to live till a certain age. They'll never be able to socialize or do the things that we have in front of us to do. So guys, I like to keep everything real and put everything into perspective. And I'm, and I'm a real big believer in that. And a real big believer when someone gets their nose out of joint, I like to bring it back to reality and have a bit of reality check and, 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 and just have a look at themselves because you know we, 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 we nitpick at the tiny little things. We're worried about a judge's decision. We're worried about you know, the federation, they were slow, they were behind time, mate. The guys, are, they, these these associations, mate, they're not making a lot of money, mate. They're putting six months of hard work behind the scenes. Six months of hard work so we can have entertainment and we can have, have, have and, and do a job, do a sport that we really, really love. And, 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 all, and all what it takes, it takes people, you know, putting their time in, you know, most of the time these are volunteers or these are, you know, just great people putting their time aside so you guys, the athletes, 
can have a show and somewhere to compete. So I think everyone needs to start looking at the, at a have a different look at how they outlook the actual show itself before you critic and want to blame everyone around for your lack of results. Maybe maybe sit back and have a look at you. Maybe have a look at you. Maybe have a look at your physique. Maybe you weren't up to scratch. You think you might have been better than you were. Maybe you had a bit of trauma through your prep. Maybe things didn't go your way. Maybe you've had injuries. But if you actually sat down and broke it all down, if you actually sat there and actually broke broke your preparation down, I reckon you could digest and you could probably see the answer in front of you why you may not have got the result. You thought you could have got. We've all been there. And my competitors know what I'm talking about. Sometimes you come off and you go, oh, I don't understand. Or, you know, oh, I thought I was better than that, this and that. You know what I mean? But um, again, from the outside looking in, you know, the judges and the crowd, or, or they have a different angle of looking at things. Um, and, and most athletes are looking at it from their depleted, crazy minds. <laughs> Let's be realistic. We all know what it's like to be crazy lean. And um, for your athletes that have been crazy lean before, you know, we're not exactly the most sane person on the head. And if you think you are, go and ask your partner or your friends or your, or your relatives, and I reckon they can answer that question for you. So, so how how do we how do we set our off season up? What's the best What's the best thing we can do? Well, the biggest thing one we got to do we need we need to have a good structured training plan. That that's just inevitable. That is key. You've got to have a progressive overload plan. You've got to have a structured plan that suits your goal um, and suits your weaknesses and and working with your strengths and, and improved body parts. We need to bring up to work on our symmetry. Symmetry is key. We've got to have a nice balanced physique. And basically, it's just like building a house. You build the frame. You've got to build the frame, and then you decorate it after. Build the frame. Get get the frame. Get your get your shoulders, back, chest. You know, all the main, all legs, all the main muscle groups up, and then and then analyze your body. You know, critically analyze it. Have a look to go. Okay, I need to put a little bit more here. Little little bit more muscle on your arms, or whatever it might be. It's like looking at your house, decorating the house, going, yeah, the house looks good, but hey, we need to paint the lounge room, or hey, hey, we need a couple lounges in the living room, or we need a nice little table in the in in, in the bedroom, whatever whatever it might be. Sculpting a body is the same thing. It's like a masterpiece. It's like a masterpiece. You just need to keep adding bits and pieces to improve your physique, but you've got to be patient. Um, I like talking, obviously, drug-free because I'm not in the hands world. Um, I've got nothing against anyone in the hands world. I, some of them athletes look amazing. I've got friends in the enhanced world, and I have nothing against them whatsoever. I just stick to the natural realms um, just because that's my forte, and I know it best, and I know what it takes to get um, a natural physique on stage and in condition. I just know because done, I've done it. I've done it now. I've done it myself love, for, nearly, for nearly 18 years, actually. So, um, so that's a long time. So, so that that that's one thing, and that and, and the other golden key along that as well is is by having a sufficient calorie intake. That's almost that is just almost key. I just can't stress that enough to people. Hey, I just can't stress like if you, if someone comes to me and they're on as a female, she's on sixteen hundred calories and she wants to start competing and she's got ten kilo to lose plus. Um, well, Laura Physics and average there at 500 grams a week, it's just not gonna marry up. And a female to consistently lose 500 grams a week to try to get to a excessively lean condition, a figure category or physique category, it's just not gonna happen. Our females are slower. Uh, they're a lot more hormonal. There's, um, you know, almost like a couple of weeks in their in their month during every 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 prep where things are a little bit slow, just because of the way the, the female body actually works. So, so get females. You know, what I mean, if they're gonna lose ten kilos, they might average. You might be looking at three hundred grams a week. So you might the process might be looking at um, at thirty weeks. So if they've got a thirty week prep and they're on low calories already, the chances of them getting the stage is just not going to happen. It's just not going to happen. And you can push as hard as you like, but they're going to get down to that danger zone calorie mark, and they're going to be ten weeks out, and you're going to have nowhere to go. And basically, your body's just going to plateau, flatto out, flat out. And it's probably going to look worse as you go along, and then that's going to put that person in a, in a pretty bad state of mind, and strength will go, muscle will go, 
And then that all sets up a, a terrible post-show, even if they get to show that more than likely they're going to end up end up eating, eat, eating a lot more metabolism-wise, it's going to be a lot suppressed and they're going to have complications and plus a lot of weight gain, post-comp lose, um, yeah, all, all sorts of all sorts of issues there. So first thing as, as coaching, the goal, the golden rule is we must we must ensure the calorie the, the clients have a sufficient calorie intake. And and, and I can't pluck numbers out of my head, but I'll I'll, I'll give a rough example. Like I, I like no female to be under you know twenty two hundred calories before the start of prep. Um, look, if they've never done a show before and they come up and they said, oh, I want X amount of calories, and but they've been eating a lot of rubbish here and there, or not tracking their food precisely sometimes you can get away with it because they might think they're having less calories than they're actually having they might think they're having 16 700 but they could be having way more than that and and with and with a male i, I think i think for a male to, you know they wouldn't want to be anything under you know 2700 3000 and and again i'm plucking numbers out of my head and let's in a perfect world you know it'd be great if a client come and a, a guy and he was on three and a half thousand calories and you can start your, your diet 500 calories you know below that three thousand you're in a pretty good starting point um but again it depends on you know the genetics of the person depends on how many calories they can have some some guys could have you know 2500 calories and they spill and they go super soft so there's 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 a lot of things to consider when you are coaching but you, but that's why you you add up you, you sit down with your client you understand find out where they are work there you should be able to work their body out within a week or two and within the first week anyway to find out where their body is where they're metabolically they can start their prep and where you think they can finish do the do the math do do the science in your head and 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 that should answer questions to see whether that person can actually make the stage or not without killing them so these are the things you need to really set up it's not a it's not a matter of just going to prep here's the program bust your ass drop all your food and cross your fingers and hope you get the stage it just doesn't it doesn't it doesn't work that way hey I've had, you know, I've had, I've seen genetic people that can just, you know, get themselves in a deficit without tracking, and they get there, and 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 hats off to them, kudos, man, and that and that, that does happen. That can happen very easy for some people, and um, but again, there are genetic freaks on this planet, but law law of averages today that I see, that we live in a world that's fast, we live in a world that's highly stressed, okay, which is going to affect hormones. Um, we live in a world that people have been um, excessively crash dieting over the years, um, doing excessive amounts of cardio. All these things is going to impact on one starting point with preparation. And these are things that coaches need to consider. You, you need to actually sit and identify where the client's at. And if you find that you're starting a client prep and you're two weeks in and, and all of a sudden they're not responding whatsoever and you've done some uh, a crazy calorie drop already, you know, and, and you think, geez, man, these guys have got you know 30 weeks ago or 20 weeks ago and i've you know i've dropped i've started on 1800 calories i've dropped into 1600 and nothing's moving whatsoever then you've got to go even lower than that again you 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 know you're behind the eight before before you ever start that is that is assuming the client is actually tracking the food correctly too that is one thing too also and that, that's another whole topic as well as you know ensuring the client are they are they tracking their food correctly are they hitting the numbers to the gram um, are they actually measuring precisely are they tracking fiber? You know what I mean? Like again, some coaches like to track fiber, some don't. Um, I have half my clients track fiber, the other half don't because they didn't track it in the off season if I've been working with them. Um, so sometimes I won't track it. Um, some people that start on the lower side of calories, every gram matters, so I'll track their fiber. So again, it's it, that's coaching for you. Everyone, Every coach is different and, and every plan is different. I've had some people that haven't tracked their fiber the whole prep and they've got shredded, not a worry at all. I've had people, again, I've had to track, start tracking fiber from the get-go. Um, because if you don't start tracking fiber, you know that that means almost someone can have have endless amount of greens, and um, and hey, every gram adds up. But again, that's another whole different topic, and um, yeah, but but again, for me, probably 80, 90 percent of people I have 
we're gonna track every little thing that enters that mouth, okay? Because that, that's, that's easy, it takes away all the guesswork, and for me, that's the easiest way to coach someone. So there's some, there's some great tips, uh, make, making sure our food is, is sufficient in the off-season. Making sure our training, our training has to be imperative, it has to be progressive, progressively, it has to be headed in the right direction, it has to be tailored to our goals. In injuries is another thing in prep. You've got to, you've got to make, there's no point going in, into a prep just for the sheer fact that you want to do the show and you haven't been able to, you know, have a productive off-season, you've got injuries and, and you're just going to bring a, a below par physique. You also, you also got to make sure that injuries, your injuries are, okay, you've got, you've got them taken off, taken care of the best you can. Look, let, let's be realistic, everyone that trains is going to have sort of a niggly shoulder or something like that or a knee, that's not what I mean. I'm in a serious injury that means, you know what, gee, I can't train legs going, I want to be a bodybuilder, I can't train legs going on a show well because your knees are shot or whatever it might be. That's, um, you know what I mean, like it's, that's, that's, that's logic, common sense, but people will try to push the buck just for the sheer fact of trying to do a show. You know what I mean? You must be doing the show also for the right reasons. You can't be doing a show for the sheer fact of my friends doing a show or I want to do a show because my, you know, I want to get back with my partner because they broke up with me and this and that, or I want to make them jealous and believe me, I've heard that multiple times before. You need to do this show, man, because you are so passionate about it. You need to do this show because you love the sport and we'll love some, some of you do that. You have never done this sport before, so you wouldn't even know if you love it or not. But those that keep coming back or want to do a show, you, you've really got to have a dying passion and willing to want to do it. You've got to put yourself through that grueling dieting phase and you really got to enjoy the process. And I, I've often heard people complain and whinge about doing the prep. Oh my, well, what am I doing? So I don't want to do this anymore. Hey man, don't do it. That's what I'll tell a client. I'm not here to beg anyone to do a comp. If you want to do the comp, cool, let's go for it. But you have to want to do it. Otherwise, I'll tell you what, it's going to be a long, lonely three months and or four months, five months, however long it might be. And, and they're the ones that are genuinely gonna come out of a show worse off. But when you see people that they love the process, they enjoyed it, and they, they were up for the challenge, more often than not, they'll, they'll slip back into normal life. Um, pretty, pretty simple, actually. It's the ones that are doing it probably for the wrong reasons, um, and, and they, they can genuinely throw a, maybe a Band-Aid, I'd like to say, or a blanket over any you know issues that they might be facing at present, and then they, they think doing a show is is gonna be the ultimate goal to sort of, you know, block out the world. And, and and that can work though, like it really can work and it can backfire. I've had clients um, with mental health issues that we've put through shows and, and it's worked fantastic and it really has. And and I've also had people, clients that I've done it to and it's worked dreadfully for. Um, but you know what, my intentions were there and at the time I thought it was the best thing for them because I felt that their life was on the line and I felt if I could get them in a prep, I, you know, I can sidetrack them for 20, 30 weeks and, and, and most of the time it's been successful but sometimes it hasn't been. Um, but the intention was there and, and at the point of time I thought that was my last resort to actually help that individual that was rather do a show or this person could leave the planet and I didn't want that to happen. So. Um, yeah, so, so at the time I thought that was the best thing to do. So that is the only exception to the rule um, where I say, look, you know, if someone is in absolute dire straits, you know, this, this sport can be life-saving. Because I, I've been there and I've spoken about it before. I've spoken about where I, was, I, lost, I lost my brother one year and um, so I, I, I turned into doing bodybuilding shows and, um, and it, it, saved, it saved me. I honestly, I honestly can say it did save me because I, I was in no man's land. I didn't know what to do. I, 
oh, what, oh, I was drinking, I was drinking too much and um, yeah, just lo lost sight of the whole world to be honest and you know, it was very easy for me to follow my brother's footsteps when he took his life. So, but but I turned to this sport and um, and this sport saved me and here I am today, you know, six years later, bigger and stronger and mentally stronger and it's, so therefore I, it, it, it worked for me and it's not gonna work for everyone but there's a lot of people out there that, um, that actually can it can do really 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 well for and um and, and i'll forever continue this process as well because i just think the sport has so much to offer and giving people goals having goals and and giving people a goal with a purpose and a timeline it does wonders for human beings and you know it doesn't matter what you do in life you're never going to please everyone you're not going to fix everything everyone but um but but sometimes you know that if you can work at that individual, sometimes it can it can just save them. So guys, there's some there's some like really cool little tips um, to set the body up to, to give yourself the best opportunity to bring the best physique you possibly can to stage and to make the process enjoyable. Uh, because if you're not enjoying the process, um, I tell you what, it's going to be a long, lonely. It's going to be a long, lonely road, and and that goes in with that goes with life as well, guys. That goes with life as well, man. Or business or whatever it is, man. If you're not enjoying the process, man, I tell you what, you're just going to be floating adrift, eh? And um, and I tell you what, things um, like like you know, it's it's hard to smile when you're just floating and drifting around. You know, you've got no goal, no direction. So that's why the sport can when you do everything properly and, and follow the protocol, follow the, the methods to actually get yourself to stage effectively. It's the most amazing sport and I talk about that all the time because it is and it's created so many opportunities. This this sport has created so many opportunities for a lot of people. There's a lot of people that used to be PTs that are now the contest prep coaches and, and I think it's fantastic and, and they're making good careers out of it and there's associations everywhere and they're providing facilities and events for us to come and compete at for us to bring clients there so so i i, I get to make a loud living out of um going to bodybuilding shows i'll tell you what i don't even know if it's a job title i don't even know how you even give that a job title because it's it's the best job on the planet tough job on the planet but i'll tell you what it's the most rewarding job on the planet and i and i and i love it and i'll be doing it yeah for as many years as i can so hey guys there we have it there's another there's another little episode so um hope you get something out of that and i'll continue to throw these podcasts up because i love them and i enjoy it and i just love giving giving back to the community if someone gets um some some knowledge out of this or some education out of this whoopee that's awesome man good stuff guys have a fantastic day thank you very much it's leon from body by leon